0: P-A-S-C-A-L Do it now, rockin' with a dude Pascal We be going wild, Haitian in the building So, so, so original Got the haters, got your feelings Get your hands up to the ceiling And keep them bailed high Cause Sam this isn't ready Forget about it, goodbye Hold on, just sayin' hi Five somebody, rise up days catch us live Somebody, was us Good evening Good morning and good afternoon everybody. Welcome to the Pascal show. Hope you guys are all doing well out there. Hope this day and this show finds you in good spirits. Okay, because we all need that more than anything in the world. We got a lot of craziness going on in the world and I told you guys I have many stories to tell you before I sleep. Okay, And we got this story. I've been wanting to tell you guys this one for a while and this one is thicker than a snicker. I will say that it is thick. Okay, Um, and there's a lot going on. There's a lot of moving parts. I was going to do this as a pop-up video, but I was like, man, there's just so much to explain and so much to break down that I was like, you know what? Let me just do this live with my family, because I know you guys appreciate the live shows and the live conversations that we have here. But nonetheless, this is a story that really needs to get out there as as much as possible, Um, because... There could be foul play here. There could be a, a cover-up going on here. I don't know. But a lot that's being dressed up in this situation is very questionable. I look at it with an incredibly heavy inquisitive eye. Okay? So I got a lot of questiones, and I'm sure a lot of you guys do too. So we got to get into this story we got some things to talk about. Again, like I said, I'm trying to catch up and tell you guys as many stories as I can because there's a lot to tell right now. A lot of things have been popping off. Uh, But as you know, I've been busy. This weekend was pretty insane. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday have been absolutely insane. Um, Your boys has been working hard out here in these streets. I'll explain that in just a minute before we get into the news. But before we get into everything, Please do me a favor, hit that like button down below, crush it, make a scream out your name, do what you need to do cuz this is a story, please share by the way, because this is a story that still needs to get out there. Like I said. It's not really getting out there. It kind of is, but kind of not, you know what I'm saying? So we need to talk about this and bring awareness to this. And those of y'all who are my true crime family, you true crime commentators as well, you content creators out here, If you don't know about this story, get savvy, mate. Get savvy. Because this is a story that should get out there. And the more voices get onto this story, hopefully we can get more transparency and clarity for this family. It's unthinkable what happened here. I call BS. I said it. I call BS. I'll explain in a little bit. Hit that like button down below, please, and thank you. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. If you're watching on Facebook, crush that follow button on my Facebook page. That'll be greatly appreciated. Of course, if you're watching there, hit that reaction button down below. That'll be greatly, greatly appreciated, okay? But we got some stories to tell. Some of y'all might be savvy to this. Some of y'all might. Might not be. So we got to get into the nitty gritty. So we got a pretty crazy story here, um, and it's absolutely devastating to hear about this. And uh, come on in, guys. The water is just fine. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. In fact, let me make sure that uh, y'all know that I'm talking about this on the X. All right. Real quick. But like I said before. Like I said before, this is a story that really needs to get out there. Not a lot of people have been talking about this. Um, I wish people would, because this family does need help. This family does need some justice with this. It, you know, and, and if it is, and if it isn't justice, if this really was as they say, and I know, I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but if they said this, if they, if it is, as they said, an accident, they at least deserve as much clarity and as much transparency as possible so that they can rule out any possibilities of foul play. Rule out all the questions and conspiracies that are flying out here in these streets. Trust me, it's flying out here people are really putting in their their two cents on this but a lot of it is rolling on the side of there might be foul play here guys there just might be and what i'm talking about is that of the case well it's the uh, in my personal opinion it's the unsolved case of 37 year old father of two dexter wade now dexter wade was last seen on March 5th after having an argument with his mother. He stormed out of the house with a friend of his on March 5th, and he was never seen or heard from again. Now, the mother, after weeks, filed a missing persons report because he was known to come back home. He was known to call, to be In contact with people. He was very much a doting and devoted father to his two children, to his two daughters. So it doesn't make any sense that this man walks out the front door, never to return again. Betterston Wade is the mother's name, did everything she could, calling the police, doing her own independent searches, you name it. Okay, she did everything she could to try to help and find her son over 172 some odd days later. After being in close contact with police, constantly hitting them up, saying, is there any any updates on the whereabouts of my son? All that. She finds out. That her son did happened to cross paths with police. In fact, the man did lose his life after being struck by a Jacksonville or a Jackson Police Department vehicle, by one of Jackson's best and brightest. And then, of course, he was found buried in an unmarked grave i'm not kidding i'm not kidding guys this is an actual true story this is not a it's it's kind of wild that i'm that it's this is this has happened in jackson mississippi but i feel like this is kind of the stuff that you see in movies like mississippi burning you know just kind of really messed up wild things That don't make any sense. One other thing I want to say to you guys as well. First off, keep 672 in your heads. Just keep the number 672 in y'all's heads. It's important. So keep that in your head. But what's also crazy is that her family, she has family members that have had a run-in with police. In fact, she had a brother who lost their life due to having an altercation with police, lost their life in the hands of police. So they already have a history of of not not very good run-ins with police. They're already in the middle of a lawsuit because of how they handled Betterson's brother, when he lost his life. And now her son, Dexter, walks out his front door, their front door, never to return again, has a literal run in, literal run in with police. And instead of contacting next of kin, they let that young man's, that father of two's body sit in the morgue for months and then finally buried him in an unmarked grave. We got some stories to tell. Like I said, I want—I was going to do this as a big, huge thing, <laughs> uh, a big video. But I was like, you know what? I, I, unfortunately, time is time is really, really tough <laughs> nowadays. So I'm going to do this as alive with you guys. So I want you guys, if you guys can, grant me some grace. We're going to go through a very thick article here. We got some videos as well, some uh, news clips that we're going to be looking into as well. But this is the wildest story that I've seen in a very, very, in, in a while. I mean, we you know, we, we've done our fair share of coverage from other stories of police doing some very odd and strange things, everything from Tyree Nichols and on, but this is the strangest and wildest thing. And the fact that they keep saying they, they they were saying that they were throwing blame. It's almost as, as if they were throwing blame at Betterston as if it's her fault that they didn't leave a, a phone number leave a message. The fact that they say, oh yeah, we called you. We done called you. You just didn't pick up. That does not make any sense. Doesn't matter. You know, for a fact, this police department knows for a fact who this woman is because of the lawsuits that she is a part of right now due to her brother's passing, by the way. So again, again, this is not mathing to me, guys. So let's take a look at this article. Like I said, it's just not making any sense. But remember, 672 is the number to remember. And I'll explain in a little bit. So let's look at this article. Of course, right here, this is Betterston, the mother of Dexter. She's holding the photo of Dexter. Okay. And again, this is just a very, very devastatingly heartbreaking story of a mother who just wanted to know where her son was. They knew exactly what was going on because of the things that were on his person as well. They knew exactly who this man was, man. And they did nothing. They did nothing. Yet they said, oh, yeah, we, we don't call her. No, they didn't. They did not. That's what I feel in my bones. So let's get into this. There's a lot to dissect, guys. So grab your drinks, grab your coffee, libation, as long as you're not operating heavy machinery. And let's get into this. So this is in Jackson, Mississippi. Seven months of searching for her lost son brought Betterston Wade to a dirt road leading into the woods, past an empty horse stable and a scrapyard. The last time she had seen her middle child, Dexter Wade, 37, was on the night of March 5th, as he left home with a friend. She reported him missing, and Jackson police told her they'd been unable to find him, they said. Remember the timeline here, okay, guys? The night of the 5th of March, very important. It wasn't until 172 excruciating days after his disappearance that Betterston learned the truth. Dexter had been unalived less than an hour after he'd left home, struck by a Jackson police car as he crossed a nearby interstate highway. Police had known Dexter's name and hers. But failed to contact her, instead letting his body go unclaimed for months in the county morgue. Now, it was early October, and Betterston had finally been told where her, where she could find her son. She pulled up to the gates of the Hines County Penal Farm. Her sister in the passenger seat, a sheriff's deputy, and two jumpsuited inmates in a pickup, told her to follow them. They bounced down the road and curved into the woods, crawling past clearings where rows of small signs jutted from the earth, each marked with a number. Betterson said to her sister, Girl, look at this. Would you believe they would bury someone out here? The caravan came to the end of the road, at another clearing with more markers, the deputy took one of Betterson's hands, her daughter the other, and they walked to the mounds of loosely packed dirt. And they stopped at the grave number six seventy two Betterson said, "Really?" She bent over, hands on her on her knees. She cried out, her voice echoing off the surrounding trees. I'm sorry, baby. I'm so sorry. Just so that you guys know, 672 is where they ended up burying Dexter Wade. 37-year-old, father of two, Dexter Wade. Now, he's had his life. He's had a few run-ins with police. He's had a few stints in prison. In fact, he was on medication for bipolar, for for being diagnosed with uh, bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. But does this, was this warranted? Does this man deserve this? No person deserves this. No person deserves 672. But there's something important that I'm saying here, the medication. He was on psych meds. That's very important for you guys to remember. Let's continue on. So a little bit about Dexter, just so you guys know. Growing up in Jackson, Dexter was a sweet little boy, sharp with computers, a leader among classmates, a lover of nice clothes, and dreamer who hoped one day to run his own business refurbishing old cars. But that went awry in his teens when he got, quote-unquote, got lost under the influence of older men who stole cars and did chemicals. Got to use these code words. This is what his mother said. Um, Now, Betterston, the mother, is a single mother of three who worked at night. She said she wasn't always around for Dexter, but she always bailed him out of jail and he always returned home, De- Betterston said. Although Dexter's boyhood aspirations did not come true, he and a girlfriend, Candace Thomas, had two beautiful daughters, as you can see right here, beautiful daughters, who remained a bright spot for him even after the couple's romantic relationship dissolved, even after Dexter served two stints in prison one for attempted auto theft and the other for armed robbery, according to the Mississippi department of corrections. And he was released in 2017 when he got out, Dexter remained friends with Thomas and was a committed father. She said, although Thomas had full legal custody, Dexter talked to his daughters often and visited them in uh, Gulfport, port three hours away during the summer's, had come to stay with him at Betterston home, Betterston's home in Jackson. So it sounds like a very devoted, doting father, family man, wanted to have a strong connection with his children. Doesn't seem like such a bad guy now, does it? He was sweet and loving, especially when it came to the kids, his ex-girlfriend said. But prison had clearly damaged him. You could look in his eyes, and you could see. He wasn't the same person, she said. I could tell he was struggling mentally. He was later diagnosed with bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. After starting medication, mind you, remember, medication is very important in this whole story. After starting medication, he decreased his legal illegal drug intake and stayed at home for most of the day, cleaning and taking care of the yard. He liked to give homemade ice pops to kids on their on their street, handed food to people who didn't have homes, and uh, occasionally sold sodas and, and chips in the neighborhood. He rarely left the, the house for more than a day or two without calling. This is what his mother has said. He never showed signs of wanting to do anything bad to himself. You know, I got to use these code words, and you get what I'm saying. He didn't seem, this is what his mother said, Betterston said, he didn't seem like he was in a bad place. But I don't know what happened that particular day. And I think that we all want to know, right? We're all quite curious, what happened that particular day? What went down that day? At least what we know so far, at least from Betterston's perspective. So let's continue to that. So, on March 5th, Betterston, a retired Nissan line technician who worked part-time as a house as a home health aide, returned home and found one of her windows broken. So she and Dexter got into an argument about it around 7.30. I guess it was a pretty heated argument. So he got up and left with a friend, she said days passed without a word on march 14th betterston called jackson police department to report him missing so this was days okay days well over a week and she said this is not right this is this is weird let me find out what's going on he must be missing he's usually he usually comes back and it doesn't matter how bad that argument is i mean it sounds like no matter how bad they get into it he always comes back home cuz he's got other he's got bigger important responsibilities like being a father so the decision to call police was difficult for uh Betterston she said she did not trust them in 2019 her 62-year-old brother passed away after Jackson after a Jackson officer slammed him to the ground the officer was convicted of manslaughter, but is appealing. Now, I want to show you this piece, too. Her brother's name, 62-year-old George Robinson, he passed following a police encounter in, July, in January of 2019. Three Jackson officers were accused of pulling Robinson from a car, body slamming him on the pavement, and striking him in the head and chest as police were searching for a M suspect Robinson had been hospitalized for a stroke days before the police encounter and was on medication. He had a seizure after he was attacked by police and he later passed two days later from bleeding on his brain. Just so you know, you see what I'm saying how this is getting thicker than a snicker this is pretty thick. This is her brother. This is Betterston's brother that passed in January of 2019. And there is a lawsuit going on, which I'm going to explain here in just a minute. Or as you heard already. They're appealing that, but there's still more. Her family filed a wrongful demise, a wrongful D lawsuit. I gotta use these code words, they're so frustrating accusing Jackson officers of excessive force and attempting to cover up their actions. I'm going to highlight that because it seems like there's an ongoing theme here. Just saying, just saying. And accusing the city of failing to properly train and supervise the officers. The city was denied the claims and said it isn't liable for what happened. You got to be kidding me, right? They body slammed this dude to the ground. They were after somebody else. And that man, innocent 62-year-old man, passed. Because of their excessive force. But they're not liable for what had happened. Make that make sense. The officer, the officer's lawyer, said they acted responsibly... And lawfully. Okay. A federal judge dismissed some of uh, Betterston's claims. Others remain pending in state court. All right. That's a piece of information that you should know. Because clearly, there's not a a good relationship with local PD in the first place because of this lawsuit and because of what happened to Betterston's brother. Okay? Okay. Just want to make sure that's abundantly clear. She says, my mama told me they're not going to do anything, but I had to do something to find Dexter. I thought that was the best way. So an investigator came to Betterson's house. Get this. This is some wild stuff. Okay. Uh, An investigator came to Betterson's house and took a statement. She, She said, she emailed the investigator a picture of Dexter. He left a card with a case number on it. Two days later, she emailed a different investigator, another photo of her son. The ori- original investigator filed an incident report that misspelled Dexter's name as Dester. How do you do that? How did how do you do that, y'all? How do you miss it's Dexter? There was a show, a popular show called Dexter, yo. Like you're telling me you can't even spell Dexter, right? That I mean, that's that that starts. That that just starts the, the, the messy, sloppy rabbit hole we're going down. How do you do that? How do you do that, guys? <laughs> so Bettison said she kept in regular touch with the police, asking for updates and requesting that they put his name or his picture on TV. She did her own search, as every single loving parent would do. They would stop everything And go stop at nothing to try to find their loved one. Okay? So she did her own search. Checking out abandoned homes and driving around the neighborhood. Asking if anyone had seen him. By the way, she never found the friend who he left home with. That's interesting too, don't you think? So... Casey Banks, a close friend of Betterson's, uh, accompanied her on searches of the neighborhood and uh, watched as stress and desperation wore on her. She called someone every week and asked about her child, Banks said. She couldn't get it off her her mind. (sighs) She was crazy about that boy, as any doting parent would. Yeah, Tyler, Dester ain't even a freaking name. Okay, so how the hell, how the, do you mess up that name? Okay, how, how do you do it? How do you do that? Okay, each time she called, police told told her they had no information. <laughs> but it turned out that the De- Jackson Police Department had all the answers all along. So let's find out what they know. okay. Materials show that just before 8 p.m. on March 5th, remember, he went, he walked out his door. He walked out his door. I want to remind you, walked out of his door at 7.30, around 7.30 p.m. March 5th. Just before 8 p.m. on the same night, less than a half hour less than a half hour y'all Dexter was walking across Interstate 55 a six lane highway when a Jackson police SUV driven by an off duty corporal struck him in the southbound lanes now i want you to know this is march i'm i'm assuming this is early march i'm i'm wondering what it was like how dark it was around that time right if this was really dark right about that time, or if the sun was, you know what I mean? It's kind of like that golden hour. You know what I'm saying? The sun sets going down and all that. I'm just curious, right? I'm i am not, I don't have an almanac or anything of that sort, but at the same time, I'm curious about this, the this, this corporal's ability to see on this road. Okay. But he still struck this man. Oh, he struck this man. Okay, the corporal, which this is the part that's even more insane. The corporal who alerted police to the collision was not injured. Duh, he was in the doggone car. He was not suspected of being under the influence of D or, you know, alcohol. And he was not given field sobriety tests. Why? Why? Again, why? make this make sense, nor was he cited for any traffic violations. They said that Dexter's passing was ruled accidental. Just some insight on what was going on with Dexter here. Dexter uh, suffered several injuries, including to his head. A toxicology report later noted that Dexter had PCP and methamphetamine in his system. An investigator from the Hines County Coroner's Office uh, responded to the scene. He did not find identification on Dexter while examining him, but found a bottle of prescription medication, remember I said about the medication, in his pocket with his name on it. Okay, so they didn't find his ID on his body, but they found a prescription bottle, clearly psych meds, okay? And to me, okay, he might have been on chemicals. He might have been heavily influenced on something. Still does not matter. Still does not justify what ended up happening to Dexter in the in the aftermath, it does not make any sense. Okay. If he was out his mind, high as hell, walking down or walking across or doing whatever, and this accident happened, sure. Or this collision happened, sure. But at the same time, It still does not make any sense that they did not do everything they could to find out his, to reach for, reach out and connect to his next of kin. That is the part that doesn't make any sense, ladies and germs. That's the part that doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't. And it doesn't matter if he was on stuff, it doesn't. He still should not have lost his life, but anything's possible the judge has ruled this as an accident as well they're not trying to do any further investigation on what happened to this man the fact that they don't they're not even willing to give us more transparency more information on how car and body met on the highway is beyond me It's absolutely beyond me. Now, I get it that if it was an accident, it's not like dash cam is going to be on or body cam is going to be on or anything of that sort. But maybe it would be. At least we would have some sort of understanding of what happened if they do have footage that they have yet to release to anyone. They're just sitting there going, "Yep, this was a mistake. It was an it was an accident. That's it." So it was if it was an accident and 5-0 made this mistake, why weren't they doing what they were supposed to do? Huh? Let's continue. Remember the prescription medication that was found in his pocket. His name is on the bottle. So let's continue. 3 days later, On March 8th, the investigator, we don't need to know this person's name, but the investigator contacted the medical facility that had provided the prescription and received Betterston's name as Dexter's next of kin, according to this investigator's case notes. So this investigator said he called the number listed for Betterston in the facility's records and left a voicemail but got no response. Betterston confirmed that the number that this investigator said he called was correct, but she doesn't remember receiving a, a call from him and was not able to access her boost mobile phone records to check. So the thing is, is if there was a a, a, a voicemail, then there would be a, a voicemail. You, 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 you see what I'm saying? Let me, let me just say that again. If this LeGrand Elliot left a voicemail, there would be a voicemail. It's not like this voicemail just suddenly just disappears and gets erased. And also the other thing, too, uh, you know, the way that the world is nowadays, I mean, a lot of these places are sending out text messages. <laughs> Reminder to pay your bill. You know what I'm saying? Shoot him a text. That could work too. But you're telling me, you're telling me you called, left a voicemail, and she has no proof of that. When she's been desperately looking for her son for seven months, you knew around the time of March 8th, three days after he walked out that dough, you're telling me she was going to sit around and just not say anything about this? You don't think she was going to be running to the precinct to claim his remains, et cetera? Et cetera. Make it make sense. Make it make sense, because it doesn't make sense to me, guys. It just doesn't. Sorry, not sorry. But the lack of transparency coming from 50 is giving off cover-up, and that's the problem. Transparency shall set you free. Did somebody no one said that before? No one said that before. Why am I saying? Well, somebody should. Okay. Transparency. <laughs> like I just said something profound, but transparency will set you free. Real talk. There you go. Let's continue. <laughs> so this investigator okay this investigator confirmed Dexter's identification <clears throat> on March 9th when the state crime lab said his fingerprints matched those uh it had on file for him according to his notes so Elliot the investigator said in an interview that he passed what he had found, a phone number and an address, to the Jackson Police Department's Accident Investigation Squad so they could notify Betterston of Dexter's demise. So it's hot potato. So now it's hot potato. So that he says, once we get to uh, once we get that information, we turn it over to the police because it's their jurisdiction so that they can do the proper death notification. Betterston, meanwhile, turned to Facebook where she posted photos of Dexter with her phone number pleading for him or anyone who knew who saw him to call. On March 15th, the day after Bettiston reported him missing. Elliott followed up with Jackson Police for updates. No kin has been located as of yet, he wrote in his notes. On the 15th, five days after he went missing, five, or sorry, sorry, 10 days after, I'm sorry, 10 days after he went missing, he said no kin has been located as of yet. That's insane. He made another follow-up call 15 days later, March 30th and was told there was nothing new. The following day, the coroner's office asked the Hines uh, County Board of Supervisors for approval to bury Dexter's remains in a pauper's field at the Hines County Penal Farm. 672, y'all. At that request, as that request was being filed, Betterston posted another photo. Of Dexter on her fo- on her Facebook. Have anyone saw my son? Please, please call his mother. Photos, all right there in front of you guys. All postings: one on the 14th of March, St. Patty's Day; one on the 21st of March; then all the way out to July 16th, y'all, and still nothing. Still nothing, y'all. Nothing. The Board of Supervisors approved the coroner's burial request on April 3rd. Four days later, Elliot called Jackson police again. No new updates, he wrote in his notes. On May 7th, Betterson posted on Facebook, Dexter, if you're out there, your kids miss you and your family miss you. We love you. We always love you. Two days after that, Elliot called police again for an update and was told there was none, according to his notes. He tried one last time in June and got the same response. On Father's Day, June 18th, on Facebook, Betterston pleaded to Dexter directly, I'm trying to find you, but no one knows what happens happens to you. I wish someone... Would have saw you. I love you very much. Please come home. On July 14th, with no one claiming Dexter's body, the county buried him in a field at its penal farm, among other unclaimed bodies. Betterston was still searching, still putting out things like, Dexter, your kids miss you. I miss you. And your grandmother Grandma, sister, auntie, cuz, friends, miss you. She wrote on Facebook on July 16th. You don't have to come home. Just let us know you're all right. We love you. Now imagine this. Just a field of unmarked graves. People who have perished. People who don't know. But the families of those people. Don't know, have no idea, because no one's claimed their remains. No one's claimed those bodies. But this man had identification in his pocket through his uh, uh, prescription medication, his psych meds. He had those on his body. They knew who the next of kin was, his next, you know, in case of emergency contact, you know, and that was Betterston Wade, the mother. Now, one of the one one of the main questions I want to ask real quick, too, is why? Why? Why didn't this man, this investigator, just take matters into his own hands for just two seconds, just entertain it for a second? Like, you know, it's like I get it. He's calling in to see what's going on, to you know. Uh, and see what's up and I get it's probably as he said it's a jurisdictional thing uh they already have a department for that and all that but if you still don't have any answers and you still are have this man's mind uh, this man's name in the back of your head and it's still eating away at you why wouldn't you just go man I got this number let me call this number really quick again let me just see see what's popping let me see what's going on here really quick so I can fully understand what the hell is going on here because this does not make any sense. This this body has been here for months, and we still haven't found the next of kin. We haven't been able to notify anyone. This is weird. Let me just try the number really quick. I get it, it's, it. I'm overstepping, but I don't care. That's somebody's loved one. And I would expect them to do the same damn thing for me. So this part doesn't make sense because I get it that there's plenty of people who tragically lose their lives and there's no one to claim them. I get this. But this man had identification. There was a number. There was an address. Why did they even drive down to the address? Knock on the mother loving door. Just, hey, what's up? Anything. But nothing. Nothing. Again, make that make sense. None of this makes sense. It almost seems the, the lack of due diligence, it almost seems like this is a full-on telling of the laziness coming from this precinct. And I'm not sitting here saying all police. Oh, no. But there's something weird about this story. Hey, could it be because they have a past issue with Jackson police, the Jackson police department, because her brother lost his life at the hands of Jackson police? Could there be some sort of grudge, some sort of revenge, some sort of anger, disdain towards this family because of what happened in 2019 with her brother? And then this accident, let's just put that in air quotes, but this accident happens and it happens to be her son connected to this whole situation. Could it be that too? But to me, because there is no transparency, because there seems like there's a lack of due diligence coming from the police department. You put all those things together. Yes, of course, the rest of the world is going to look at this and say, I see some cover up. I see foul play. And yet, local PD is not sitting here going, here's here's everything. They'll lean on the fact that he was high. They'll lean on the fact all those things. Oh, he was on these chemicals. They're going to lean on that. But not lean on the fact that there was an accident that happened. And not showing us the proper... Whatever it is that they need to show us, paperwork, videos, etc. Let us see what was going on here. But then on top of it, to put salt into the wounds, man, throwing Tabasco sauce and lime juice all up in, shoot, a shot of tequila into that dog on open wound, they put this young man's body in an unmarked grave when they know for a fact who that person is. They know a the for fact who their who that man's mother is come on y'all that's insane to me and that's why i keep looking at this and say wait the math is clearly not mathing here at all let me continue through the rest of july betterton said she She called missing persons investigators and got no news. The lead investigator told her he was retiring at the end of the month and a new investigator called her August 13th. Wow. August 13th to say she was taking over the case. Less than two weeks later on August 24th, the new investigator called to tell her she found Dexter and that an officer would come see her in person. When she said that, I knew he was gone. That's what she said. The officer, a member of the accident investigators unit, met Betterson at the mother's house. Betterson said he told her that uh, Dexter had been struck by a police cruiser while trying to cross the highway. Betterson, weeping, asked the investigator for more details. He told her to call the coroner's office. See that? But see, that's what's happening. What? Like you there, you already know the information. Just tell her the information. Why is she going to go through more hoops to find out what actually, you feel me? Like this is, this is, this, this is trash. He finally, this dude comes through the new investigator, investigator goes, all right, I do know the information. Old dude retired, I guess. Stepped down. Okay. Probably holding an old grudge. I don't know. This guy's new and fresh, and says, okay, I'm going to give you the information. Here's the information, but you got to go call the coroner now. The hell? It's just frustrating. I get it. I get it, Zozo Bob. Oh, wait, where is it? Yeah. I get it. You know, usually they notify the family of of the demise. I get it. But at the same time, it's just frustrating. For these several months that they've gone through so far. The hell that they've gone through, the the hours and days, the sleepless nights, all that. You know, it's like, just say it, man. They're like, nope, you got to call corner. Okay. Got to call the corner. So she, uh, Betterson found Elliot, the investigator I was telling you guys about before. He told her that he'd known Dexter's name since the day he died. And had passed the information to police. Uh, he and he told her about the pauper's burial. So, okay. So that's when she finally got a hold of the investigator. Uh, okay. Uh, Berston, Betterston, sorry, Betterston, <clears throat> couldn't understand why police told her. For months, they didn't have answers. When they had the truth from the start, they had me looking for him all the time. They they knew who he was exactly. Let me just go back to what I just said a second ago, because I said, but the what? Yeah, let me just do that one more time. So she found Elliot. Betterston found Elliot. He told her that he'd known Dexter's name since the day he passed and actually sent the information to police he told her about the poppers poppers burial crazy she wondered if if it had anything to do with her brother's death and her allegations against the police in that case. Maybe it's a vendetta. Maybe they buried him, my son, to get back at me. I, I mean, that's kind of the what I'm feeling. Thomas said she and her daughters, the, the girlfriend, or the ex-girlfriend of, of Dexter, Dexter's ex-girlfriend, uh, said she and her daughters were gutted. The hardest thing I've ever had to do is tell my daughters that their daddy, dad is never coming back. She added, I just want someone to answer for what happened. I want to know what really happened. Betterston, the mother, tried to get uh, get as close as she could to the spot where Dexter passed. She hoped it would help her understand what he was doing on the highway. But walking the area, but walking the area, which is lined with concrete barriers, didn't clear anything up. She also began to doubt the official timeline. She didn't see how Dexter could have made it from her house to the scene of the accident in less than an hour, less than a half hour on foot. She wondered if someone gave him a ride. I just feel like something else must have happened. It just doesn't make any sense. And I'm going to tell you this too. Does this make any sense to any of y'all? So far, I mean, we are far into the story, but I'm telling you, does this make sense to you? Is it math correctly for y'all? I'm just curious, my my sweet, sweet, beautiful babies. I'm just curious. The, is, it, is it making any sense to y'all? Don't worry, I wait. I'm kidding. I'm going to move on to the article, but still, math ain't mathing, y'all. Math ain't mathing. in my personal opinion. So she paid the coroner's office to a two hundred fifty dollar fee to claim his body. It took her several more weeks to figure out where he was buried, what in the hell, and how to find him. Come on, y'all! Like what? So, so, so they dropped the ball, bo- man. Hold up, let me just get big here for a second, because like, defer, defer. Okay, so you're telling me they done dropped the ball? You still had to pay two hundred and $50 to find out, to, to claim his body. Then on top of that, it took you several more weeks. It took them several more weeks to tell you where he was. So they didn't even put down in paperwork, 672. He's right here in the Popper's Burial, whatever, Hines County, whatever it's called, Burial Grounds or whatever the hell it is. You're telling me you had to pay $250 and then a, a, even after that they still couldn't tell you where he, where he was. They're sitting there going, "Oh, yeah, well uh we got the paperwork here just I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry, sweetheart. Um we call us when we'll, we'll call you when we find it. The f- the f- what? <laughs> what? Come on, y'all. This is trash. Several weeks? You telling me every single marked unmarked grave with numbers on it he was 672 so 672 and above you're telling me you don't have those written down Jane Doe here John Doe there Mike Smith Johnson Johnson whatever the hell you're telling me you don't have those written down on paper on files in a computer somewhere just in case somebody shows up and says I'm looking for my daughter I'm looking for my son I'm looking for my husband, wife, whatever it is. This is ridiculous, y'all. See, 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 see. This does not. This is not a good look. This is not. This is not a good look, y'all. Okay. See, this is the stuff that burns my cookies. You feel me? Whoo, Okay. Let's let's continue. But like I said, make that make sense. Do the doggone mat real quick, okay? Tell me where the meth is mathing. So she made an appointment to see his grave on Tuesday afternoon in early October. Mind you, let me just go back a little bit, okay? So in, what was it? August 24th. okay is when she gets basically around August 24th, this is when she finally gets some sort of heads up of, yeah, we do know where your son is. Yeah, some bad things happened to your son, something tragic and all that. But here's the thing. Then weeks later, she drops 250. They still go, "Mm, I don't know. We got the paperwork somewhere. We're going to find it. It's underneath the coffee cup somewhere in the office we'll be right back to you several weeks later in early october that's when she finally gets to see where her son was buried and it's on plot number 672 what the hell kind of treatment is that to any grieving mother barristan asked her sister daughter and banks her friend To join her for prayer. They clasped hands at the edge of the dirt. Dexter, I want to tell you I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry this happened to you. But mama didn't know. Mama didn't know. Imagine, too. I want to put this in your heads for a second. Imagine you just had a fight with an argument. Not a physical fight, but an argument with your son. And that is the last thing you had. Before you find him at 672. Think about that for a second. The guilt, I'm sure, is crippling. But a lot of this could have been, this blow would not be as intense. If there was complete transparency coming from the police and them doing their absolute best to get in contact with this man's family, I get it that they'll reach out to certain people. That's why they have a burial ground with other unmarked burial, unmarked graves as well. I mean I'm assuming there's 671 and Dexter was 672 so there's plenty of other people that have been unclaimed unfortunately by loved ones it does happen it's real but there was information there was a way to contact this this woman this mother this family she was calling into the place every time she could she was going out and doing crazy amounts of searches her name his name was on the tip of her tongue every day she woke up in the last syllable that she spoke out before she went to bed i'm sure she was dreaming about her son she was contacting this po- the police department every time and yet they still dropped the ball Again, make that make sense, everyone. This is the reason why I see hashtags justice for Dexter Wade out here. This is the reason why it makes sense. Again, I said it earlier I know I kind of made a little bit of a joke about it, but this is a this is the truth. Transparency shall set you free. The truth shall set you free. The police are not saying anything. They're constantly up in arms and scratching their heads, pointing at everybody else in the department. Oh, uh, you know, we send it over here, and you know? no, no, we send it over there too, and uh, yeah, you know, we we send it over here and all this stuff, huh? You're telling me that in Jackson, with the amount of energy and the amount of hashtags and the amount of posts that she's putting out, friends are doing the same. Everyone and their mom is putting out this information, asking about what's going on, what happened to him. Can you help us find him? You're telling me police weren't catching wind of that? In fact, the people that were supposed to reach out To Betterston? You're telling me they didn't catch wind of that at all? You could put in i I'm sure, a quick little Google or a little search into Facebook. And I guarantee you, you could have probably seen a woman, Betterston, posting like crazy, going, I'm looking for my son, I miss you, I love you, your brothers, your cousins, your aunties, your f- everybody. Misses and loves you, please contact us, blah, blah, blah. Photos and all these posts, you're telling me nothing? So then this is the question I keep asking. Is this because of the past that she and her family have? because of what happened on January 2019 when her brother died at the hands of the police? Is it because of the lawsuits that are going on that this family did not get the justice or... Not the justice. That's later. That's now. But when he was found, gone. The fact that they didn't alert Anyone? Does this family deserve this type of treatment? No person deserves this. I can answer that for you. No person, no family deserves that. You know, this was a really tough one to, to go through. Because I can only imagine, I can only imagine what this family is going through. He has two daughters, two beautiful daughters that he was living for. Those kids gave him light, gave him life and hope, gave him a reason to wake up every day and deal with whatever issues he had internally to fight and see another day so that he could see his beautiful daughters. Seemed like he was becoming more reformed, becoming a better person because of his children. Now I get it. He was on something allegedly, or at least that's what they're saying in the toxicology reports, but that still does not garner the treatment that he received. If this was really an accident, fine. But at the same time, the lack of comeuppance, the lack of due diligence, the lack of transparency looks like foul play. That's the vibe that I see. And that's the vibe that a lot of people are seeing right now. This whole thing breaks my heart, y'all, because it's, you know, it shouldn't have... Gone this way. Seven whole months for her to actually see him in an unmarked grave. Seven whole months. My... uh, Thoughts and prayers go out to the family. I know that their journey is not done yet. I know one chapter to this book is closed, is over, but the book ain't done yet. They have a lot more going for them right now. They need justice now. If there is room for justice, which I feel that they deserve it, I hope they actually get it. I hope they really, really get it. Anyway, guys, that is the show. I appreciate all y'all for being here. Really does mean a lot. I do have a pop-up video coming up to you guys in a little while. So be on the lookout for that. It's been a little bit of a late day, but I will be coming out with a pop-up video a little bit later. If this moved you in any kind of way, please do me the favor Please share, share this story, hashtag his name, bring awareness to this because I feel like there's not a lot of people that know about this story, hence the reason why I wanted to bring it up to you guys, letting you guys know what's going on. We talked about Melissa Mooney and Nicole Coates last night. Bringing awareness to that story, but I wanted to bring awareness to this one as well because this is is a story that deserves some light under the sun. And I think that the more we talk about it, hopefully it urges or inspires, I hope, the police in Jackson, Mississippi, to step forward, take accountability. And bring some transparency to this case and to this family. That's all that family needs. Anyway, guys, I appreciate you guys for being here again. Hit that like button down below. Crush it. Make it scream out your name. that will be greatly appreciated. Okay, you know your boy's working hard out here in these streets. So hit that reaction button down below. Don't forget to do that if you're watching on Facebook, of course. And if you're watching on Facebook... Don't forget to hit that follow button. If you're watching on YouTube, crush that subscribe button. We talk about a lot of things on this channel, okay? And uh, so I appreciate you guys riding with me and letting me tell you guys stories that are going on in the world. And this is a story that needs as much love and as much passion as we can possibly give it. I appreciate you guys. Anyway, guys, it's time to get going. Be good to yourselves. Be good to one another. And I'll see you guys very soon. This is the Pascal Show. Bye.